1: Always right there when you need her. Okay, Benny. You and I were just talking. I didn't get myself organized here. I'm like doing over there. The the ears were too big. Holidays are in
0: swing. (sighs) Just a little discombobulated. I think. All right. right.
1: Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. Wow, we got a great packed show today. Um, it's it's this topic is actually quite important to me. You guys know about. Um, Me communicating with people on the other side when I first um, decided, and I don't know that I decided, I guess I'm looking for the language, that it just became apparent that that was happening. I needed the education, all of that, because it scared me at first. Um, You know, and and going to church or the the religion in the background, all of those kinds of experiences really scared me because that wasn't what, you know, I was typically taught about. But we're going to talk to... Uh, The latest author, it's The After Death Chronicles. It's true stories of comfort, guidance, and wisdom from beyond the veil. And we're going to talk with Annie Mattingly. Yes, as soon as we get started. But before that, Benny. Yes, ma'am. Turkey Day. Coming up real soon. Coming up. Yep. All right. Guests, audience. Benny has a new ride. <laughs> I do. You haven't tell me about it.
0: I picked up a new truck. Oh. Uh, the Subaru has had its last day on the road. Poor little Subie. Uh, I've had him for uh, I think that thirteen sounded years. sounded like me. Poor little I know. Subi. Poor little Subie. Yes. So uh, I decided to uh, whittle down two vehicles and get in, uh, a newer one. So uh, yeah, I got a new truck actually. So
1: uh, yeah, she's beautiful, she's and a she's not white. She's a she's, pearl
0: she's pearl white. white. So it's like yeah, like and a little she's... bit of a cream, little flake oh. in this. You know, uh-huh, I can't
1: wait uh-huh. to meet her personally. She's right. so pr- congratulations. Thank you, you very and much. And you're pimping your ride all already, the way. up. Yeah. In- yes. And the boys, they
0: love it. it. Well, well it. they like sitting up high too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're loving it. It's yummy, yummy. Oh, I forgot to. F- I failed to mention. Yes. Some of the newer vehicles these days, you know, you can have heated everything. Yeah. The seats in mine, the front, have air conditioning as well. Stop it! Nope. So you can cool things down just oh, a little bit.
1: Oh!
0: Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. So if you're a little, a little <laughs> I won't even warm. get into it. Yeah, if you're a little warm down there, a little you can warm. cool things down. The
1: undercarriage is a little yes, warm.
0: Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, right. You're We're like good.
1: that. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I mean that because that's such a pride. You know, it's a good, good prideful feeling. Oh, yeah.
0: It's been a while since I've had a new rig, too. So
1: Yeah. I that's something. awesome. Um, Yay. Okay, I'm so I'm, I'm excited to meet her. Yep. Meaning the pearl white. Trucky
0: too. Trucky number two. two. Well, the boys, I had my other truck and it was Trucky. Yeah. So the kids named things like snake is snaky. Oh, you know, frog, subie. Subaru is subie. Frog <laughs> is froggy. So yes. it's Chucky, and then Chucky too.
1: It's close to Chucky, you know. I'm, I'm I, but it's not even Chucky's close. creepy. Oh, okay, I know.
0: I you're, like you're, the movie. I just never want that doll around me.
1: No, I don't like the. I don't uh-uh. like either of it, especially. Yeah, no. <laughs> so we have the Huskies and the Cougs. We yeah. have a big moment happening this weekend. Apple well, Cup. Apple Cup. Yep.
0: Let's it's get your be... prediction real fast. Let's get it done and out of the way. Huskies by three. <laughs> wow. You know they're favored by nine.
1: Mm, three. Two to okay. three. Something so says you think it pops. Cho-
0: it. You think they're going to choke?
1: No, I didn't say I think they were going to choke. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I. My scared. expectation, uh, and maybe this is just maybe naive. Uh, my expectation <clears throat> is a really good even battle. Oh, I want yeah. it always the boys. has been. No, that's why it's you know. Friendly I want. Yeah, I want you. that. Mm-hmm. To, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a blowout either side. Nobody. I don't. Does. Nobody does. Nobody right. Does. So, to all of the families, everybody, mm-hmm. be safe traveling. Yes. Please be smart. Be smart. Um, we love all of you, mm-hmm. and we don't want any injuries um, on or off the field. So be smart. Please, please, please.
0: Yep. I have a 33-28 Cougs upset. They're going to beat you guys on wow. your home turf. The only the reason why is because it's on your home soil. hmm Wow.
1: Well, I'm going to have to
0: say. We're that. ranked higher currently, so I'm using that as leverage. Oh. <clears throat>
1: no. Not going to happen. We've
0: also beat three of the top 25 teams this year. You haven't. Maybe That's... I add a little more to the game. <laughs> I can keep to going. The,
1: I know you can. And the banter with you. this I would know, be right. really good with Troy. Right. Me?
0: That's why he's not here, because no. I would lose <laughs> uh, Well, no. I think you guys would have a really good no, time
1: talking that. sports and all of that. But yeah. that's not what this is. I just so, yeah. want to send the love I wish to the you Huskies good luck. And the I wish you good luck, Thank ma'am, to,
0: on Saturday. I yes. wish you good luck.
1: He just shook my hand for yeah. those of you who did not see luck. that. Yes. Oh, it's on camera. Well, just your hand coming through. Like so it something. could have been someone else's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Fake hand. Yes. Oh, we got to show the audience your new truck. Uh. All right. New perspective, new <laughs> thoughts, new ideas. Yeah, that's a new you. We are getting started. We have the wonderful Annie Mattingly here. And we are talking about her latest book, The After Death Chronicle. So bear with me here because I think this is a really important topic. We're going to talk about um, what it means to have people that have crossed over, that communication, how this all started, where this book started, what does it mean, the purpose behind it. This is really, really important education, so stay tuned for just a second. Uh, Before we get started, of course, I want to wish all of you a wonderful, wonderful, warm family time with Thanksgiving, Um, just sharing love. Find the times and the moments and the language to be grateful and thankful for everything that you have and um, power through all of the, you know, sometimes you guys get a little sad or a little sorrow, power through it. You got it. Um, Be thankful for everything that you've got. All right. We, and then Josh Parkinson, I got to talk about Josh Parkinson, another superhero, one of my team members. Um, He's with Resonate, um, Resonate Web Leadership. Resonate helps you build beautiful, mobile-friendly websites, but more importantly, they help you build a web strategy that helps your business attract new customers, grow a following, and get higher in the search listings. And if you want to create an online course and membership that sells automatically without you lifting a finger, they can help and build that, too. Contact Resonate Web Leadership for a free consult to see what options they have for you. Go to www.resonateweb.agency. Let them know that you heard about him. From Sue on the Gratitude Cafe. Uh, We got one more Thursday in this month. And then all of December, we are doing free readings to connect you with uh, your loved one. So all of December, it's a Merry Christmas from myself and Nadine. So every Tuesday morning, call in and get connected with your loved ones that have crossed over. All right, we are going to get started. We have got the author here with us, the author of The After Death Chronicles, The True Stories of Comfort, Guidance, and Wisdom from Beyond the Veil. This book is about ordinary people, plumbers, artists, accountants, bankers, beauticians, teachers, lawyers, who have been able to receive communication from loved ones that have died. Included here are accounts from over 80 people across the country who have, con- who have had contact with the dead through the veil that separates them from the living and you guys have heard me talk about what this veil is but we're going to bring on annie and we're going to have her describe her background where this book came from so everybody welcome welcome annie well glad to be here i'm glad to be here (laughs) thank you very much i you know i was going to go into your formal biography and all that but you know what i just want to get to know you and have the audience get to know you so let's just back back up a little bit and have you tell your story and how this all came about. Could you do that? I sure can. Wonderful.
2: Well, I guess the story started a long time ago with my interest in consciousness, my interest in death. Um, I was with my parents when they died many years ago, and I found the experience incredibly powerful and sacred, and it prompted lots of questions about that subject, what happens after death. And so I had the pump was primed. Yes. At that that point and had been for some time. I'd worked in hospice. I'd gotten a degree in consciousness studies, but I didn't know a darn thing about after death communication. Nothing at all. It never really crossed. I mean, I didn't disbelieve it, but I just didn't think about it. But uh, seven years ago, uh, my daughter died and uh, I was Still, A a couple of this happened. My experience, my first experience happened a few weeks later, and I was still in the deepest part of my grief, and I hated waking up in the morning because every morning I would realize again that she was not in her body anymore, and I thought that she had gone, of course, into the silence of the grave, but that is not exactly the way it happened. I was awakened this morning that particular morning very very early bare tiny bit of light in the room by a sensation like goosebumps running up the left side of my body from my feet all the way to my head and i was really annoyed so i turned over and burrowed back into the covers and it happened again and then i was not just annoyed i was mad it's like don't wake me up it's too early <laughs> but The third time that it happened, it was not just up the left side of my body. My entire body was flooded with a, a rush of energy, like a waterfall of energy that just whooshed from my feet all the way through my body and out the top of my head. And I sat up and I put my feet on the floor and shocked myself by saying, Randy, that was her name, is that you? If it's you, do something, move something. So I know, and nothing happened. I'm looking around the room, nothing's happening. I'm feeling a little silly. And then I heard her voice, my -hmm. daughter's voice. It was unmistakable, her voice. And she said, your body knows. I didn't have to have proof from outside. I could feel it in my body that she was okay and that she was there, which was astonishingly reassuring just to know that that could happen and but i was i was really in shock for a couple of days i i didn't say a word i didn't even write it down in my journal i didn't it was just like did this really happen
1: (laughs) you're talking this i understand that completely
2: and then within um a week or so of that time uh she began to come every morning with that same little rush up the left side of the body, and to speak to me. And we would hold conversations, exchanges, where I would speak and she would speak and I would speak and she would speak, and I wrote them all down. Mm. And then um, what happened was, after a while, I started, of course I shared it with my immediate family, and quicker than this, but af- after some weeks, I began cautiously telling uh, friends uh a, that I was having this experience. And much to my astonishment, almost everybody told me their own story back. They either had something that had happened to them or something that had happened to a close friend or relative who'd had uh, a dream or some kind of experience that showed them that this person who had died, that they were so... uh, concerned about because we do worry about people
1: when they've died
2: uh, was still present and was able to connect with
1: them and was okay Mm, beautiful and since then you and randy have open communication or is there well it it was regular
2: and it was verbal for many months uh, the better part of that first year and then that began to change and it continues to change it's seven years and we have it's gone through kind of different levels of less frequent um, uh, verbal contact, to the point now where I think I've written something down verbally once in the last year. Mostly, it's uh, and it's not every day that I feel her presence, but I am. I get enough contact that I know that she's around it's mm. just this mild little tingling in my body that says
1: come here mom it's oh. okay you know? see I love that I think that's so beautiful <laughs> and profound too because I know um and I love how you said um you had seen your parents cross over and that was so powerful and sacred and um I've had quite a bit of that in my life so I, uh-huh. I loved how you language that so thank you for that verbiage but also, um, relating to your language and the conversation, how you're speaking, feeling, hearing your daughter now, because I do that with my dad. And I guess mm-hmm. it's been seven or eight years. My mom was saying, uh-huh. like, no, it hasn't. I just talked to him yesterday. <laughs> you know, it's just it, does that resonate with you? I mean, what What do you mean? I don't like I, the feeling like the feeling like. Yeah. OK, yeah, it's been seven years. But I mean, in the human plane. But right. for me, I just talked to him this morning. I uh-huh. mean, I just felt him this morning. Uh-huh. But, you right. know that type of feeling. So it just does not. I don't have that conscious feeling that he's been gone seven years.
2: No, the seven years is not not relevant in a certain way. Yeah. One, one way or another, it's just yeah. like time. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I still miss her in the oh, in of the course. In being here in the body. You know? Oh no, I agree with <laughs> um, you. Yes, um, but there, it, it's not. It's not the same kind of pain that it would be if I wasn't having this contact.
1: Mm, what was? And well, let me ask you this, and then we'll go into some other questions. What was one of the biggest lessons, um, heartfelt, that you experienced, or that came out of this um, experience with Randy after she had crossed over?
2: I think there's there's one conversation that I remember very very specifically she i mean there are many but many lessons that have come from this but i was very concerned because people were saying not very many but a few people were kind of indicating that it would be a good idea to sort of leave the dead alone and let them do their own work and i worried about that i went i don't know what she's doing there she's not telling me other than that she was healing but so I don't want to interfere with her. I don't want to be holding on to her if she needs to be moving on or something like that. So I kept questioning her about that. And she gave me several answers at different times that all aligned, but this particular one stayed with me very strongly where she said, Mom, you don't understand. She said, that's not the way it works here. She said, I can be with you and with Chelsea, her daughter, and Rowena, her sister, and doing my own work at the same time. We don't have those human restrictions here. Mm. And that just taught me something about time, space, all of it, mm-hmm. that, that we have a version of how existence is while we're here in our physical body. Time is important. You and I had an appointment this morning mm-hmm. at a particular time, and that's how we can make that work. But it doesn't work that way in other planes of existence. And I still don't quite fully grasp that but i accept that she knows more about it than i do
1: (laughs) i know you know and when i talk to spirit or when i try to give an example or explain whether i'm on air or i'm teaching about it you know with Mm -hmm. other people i because we are form we're matter and audience if you're just tuning in we're talking to annie mattenly she's got the latest book the after death chronicles true stories of comfort guidance and wisdom from beyond the veil We have been recently talking about her um, daughter who has crossed over seven years ago. Her name's Randy. So we're having that conversation. If you're just tuning in, it's quite powerful. So where where is that going with this? When I have the conversation with other people and I'm teaching them of what it it feels like or seems like, senses like when we're talking about spirit, we hear in the form. So if you can visualize a fan with the pedals and they're going really slow, you can still see the form of the pedal, right? Mm-hmm. An oscillating is that the word? oscillating, 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oscillating. But as soon as you turn that fan up, it all becomes a big blur, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I try to give an analogy because that's like spirit; it's going so fast, it's a blur. It can't, it can't become such a massive um, tactile form like we are in the human form. Mm-hmm. Did did I effectively communicate that? It's kind yeah, of. I, it's, it, I think so. Yes. Well, I think so, too. But I just want to make sure that because I have so much in my head that's come in, then I try to have articulate it and come out. And Benny sometimes looks at me and goes, "Mm, that doesn't quite look right. But where I think we're good. All right. Well, it's hard to articulate this
2: this kind of understanding because our language doesn't really accommodate it. Yes. Yeah. It's not it's not big enough or something language is expansive. about form it's yeah. about this the yeah. form and emotion but spirit the spiritual life is it has different qualities
1: that we have trouble explaining oh i love that yeah and it's so expansive right mm-hmm. there's no there's n- there yeah there's no solid language to be able to describe it too right yeah you know and there was another analogy and I think it's and and I think that's why it's so important to have people like yourself on the show it's also an education it's also having the experience and um, building the experience also builds your confidence in what's happening and education and wisdom and all of that another analogy that I like to use too because when I'm talking to spirit or I sense them or feel them you know that moment when you're backing up in your car and you can see the shadows and sense that there's stuff around you, mm-hmm. because it's you can you just know it's going to be there. That's similar to what I experienced with spirit as well. You know mm-hmm. it's there, and then you start to begin this kind of, um, not it's it's like this Q and A with spirit trying to figure out uh, what what they're trying what message is trying to come across. Mm-hmm. But in any event, I'd like to give those analogies so people can kind of. We can give the language to something that is not so um, tactile. <laughs> That's not languageable. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not languageable. Thanks, Annie. Yeah, yeah. it is. But it's so, it is so sacred and so beautiful and so powerful. Um, can we talk about a couple different kinds of experiences that you go through in your book here? And then we're going to sure. take a quick break. And then when we come back, I'd like to dive into... Um, the faith aspect, the relig- not, not so much faith, because faith to me is different, the religious aspect of it. And we're, we'll talk about that after our break. But let's talk about some different kinds of experiences that you've had and that you talk about in the book. Could we do that? Sure. Okay. I mean, there's a vast variety of experiences. My daughter's came in nine different ways to
2: me and to various family members. But primarily to me, she came uh, with, as we were just discussing, verbally and as a sensation in my body. But those are not the most common ways by any means. The most common way that I have heard about is dreams, unusually vivid and unforgettable dreams. But people have astounding visions where the room is lit up, a whole wall in front of them in bed is lit up by a vision of someone they love. Um, There are electrical and physical manifestations where blenders, lights flash, blenders come in on when nobody's in the kitchen, TVs and radios change channels. (laughs) Uh, Those kinds of physical experiences. Uh, There are lots of experiences with nature, butterflies, birds, rainbows. Uh, that do surprising things uh, that that are not the normal way. Um, And then there is this very simple kind where people simply know, like you were saying about backing up and knowing that that something is there, Mm -hmm. they simply know that someone is there and they know who it is in the same way that I think we each have an essential nature that's separate from our uh, physical bodies, and we can give names to that, soul, spirit, whatever. But regardless, there is a way that if my husband comes up behind me, I can recognize that.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And because his energy, his essential nature is different from someone else. And this is how we can recognize our deceased beloveds, too. And then there are all, there are kinesthetic experiences where someone does feel touch, uh, the olfactory experiences where there a particular smell related to a person uh, comes out of the blue. All there's the no possibility of it being there other than through some unusual means. And sometimes experiences of synchronicity mm-hmm. where a particular situation or time, uh, timing or... Uh, a physical something appears in a way that um, could simply be called coincidence, but it has meaning to the person who
1: experiences it. A hundred percent. And I want to, and thank you for that. I You're want to, it's beautiful. I, I really mean that. Thank you. I, I want to also educate the audience because I think this conversation is really powerful and important. And that's another reason why I give the examples. And I think it's important to also talk about the examples that you have in your book. But it, the, from my teaching and learning, because I had to go in and understand what this all all meant, right? But mm-hmm. I also know that with my training, the electronics, the smaller, you know, the dragonflies, the butterflies are the electronics, especially because when we are of a spirit, we are energy. So it's mm-hmm. way easier for us to manipulate the energy field, meaning the electronics, the blender, the toaster, the lights. I can't tell you how many people... They'll they have it on recording, and they're like, "See, here's my son. There goes the lights, and you know, right. yeah, there's this whole incredible dance with lights." Or the dragonfly comes up a lot, or the butterfly. You know, there's a so. I, I guess what I'm saying, audience, in the moment that you are thinking of a deceased one, and a butterfly comes up, I'm 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 pretty darn sure that's going to be a loving message, right? Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I I, I love that, and I also know. That, for example, um, Nadine, who's um, an incredible medium, her father's crossed over. And so what she asks from her father are coins. So when coins show up, it's a specific coin. She knows that it's her father. And that is really hard for spirit to do. But it happens because you have to communicate energetically with that human to drop that coin on that specific, you know, counter to make her see it at a specific time. Mm -hmm. I know that Mm -hmm. gets a little bit convoluted, but. It's a lot more work for the spirit form to make the human drop a coin and for you to see it at the specific time. So when that happens, tell them thank you. They're working really hard on the other side to give you these beautiful messages.
2: Uh, that's a really important thing what you just said about, well, of course, this is the Gratitude Cafe. But, <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> and it's Thanksgiving week,
2: too. Yes, But saying thank you. Because uh-huh. I've heard of people who have had these kind of really subtle things happen, and they go question them, question them, and when they learned to say thank you, that the more experiences happened. Yes, uh, I mean, what we all want to be thanked in this body, so why wouldn't we want to be thanked when we're out
1: of our bodies? Yeah, and spirits not here to freak us out, guys. No, they are. They want it's all divine love, and I think that's a perfect segue. We're going to take a quick commercial. And, and you guys have heard me talk about this. It is all spirit that's coming through, and the communication is divine love. And when we come back, Annie and I are going to talk about what that looks like in the religious realm, what that means, and the purpose of all of this, and a little bit more in consciousness. So when we come back, we're going to continue talking with Annie. Her uh, website, I'm going to spell that for you, W A N N I E. M A T T I N G L E Y dot com. If you're driving, just go to Sue Lundquist dot com. I've got it all right there. Her latest book, The After Death Chronicles True Stories of Comfort, Guidance, and Wisdom from Beyond the Veil. Sue Lundquist here. We'll be right back.
0: Christmas is the entire month of December on the Gratitude Cafe with your host, Sue Lundquist. Join evidential mediums and psychics, Sue Lundquist and Nadine LaGreca, for the whole month of December. Yes, every Tuesday in December, Sue and Nadine will be offering free readings so you can connect with your loved ones for the holiday season. Don't forget to call early, 888 298 5569. That's 888 298 5569. Every Tuesday in the month of December
3: from 8 to 9 a.m. Because it's Christmas all month long. Advertising. Successful advertising, that is, is all about being on the right platform with the right message the right amount of times. Do the right thing for your business. Advertise on the Gratitude Cafe with Sue Lundquist. Reach her loyal audience with your important message. Best of all, the options are affordable so you can stretch your advertising dollar to reach the right amount of consumers. Learn more today at 206-322-27. That's two zero six three hundred twenty two twenty seven.
1: Ready to release pain? energy is not bound by space whether you're in tennessee or sue's own backyard of woodenville washington sue lundquist can do both in person and distance energy healing sue holistically integrates a range of energy healing modalities that break through blockages and work through both the physical and emotional energy body you'll find both a guide and a healer in working with sue hire sue now at suelundquist.com or call 206-300-2227 That's 206-300-2227.
3: Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, 1150
1: AM. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Benny. Sue Lundquist here, and it's the Gratitude Cafe. We are joined here by the author of the After Death Chronicles, True Stories of Comfort, Guidance, and Wisdom from Beyond the Veil. So why are you tuning in? Well, you're tuning in because that's just exactly what it says. It's of comfort, guidance, and we're offering wisdom around this whole conversation of what happens after people cross over. Communication, this isn't just communication from Annie Um, There's multiple accounts of uh, different types of people. We're talking lawyers, teachers, accountants, bakers, beauticians, everybody uh, from all walks of life have had these experiences, and she has put that all together right here in her little book, and it's called The After Death Chronicles, and I'm going to say a little blurb here from uh, Christian Northrup. She's an MD. You guys have heard me talk about actually She's been on our show before. She's also a New York Times bestseller. Uh, The After Death Chronicles is a must read for anyone who has lost a loved one. And quite frankly, that's nearly all of us. The information in this book provides solace and a great deal of hope. It's medicine for the soul. That's Christian Northrup, New York Times bestseller of The Goddess Never Age. All right, Miss Annie, welcome back. Oh, well it's good to be here still thank you love okay so at the top of the hour we were talking about your beautiful daughter who's crossed over randy the messages that had come through um other other experiences we gave some pretty good wisdom and examples and conversation about what it is like in both of our experiences to have connection with those that have crossed over and um if they are of energy we are of form i would like to talk about the your experience with the religious realm and aspect of it because i know i've had my experience but i'd like to open up that conversation with you if we could do that annie
2: well first of all of the many many people i've talked to it's 84 that i talked to before i wrote the book but lots more since then they are across the board as far as religions are concerned we have catholics jews buddhists hindus yes uh, at all kinds of experiences, even even atheists. Uh, one there's one atheist in, that I interviewed who said, "I don't know what to do with this. I don't really have a home for this experience, but I know it happened." Wow! You know? wow. <laughs> so it's not limited to a particular kind or of religious group. Uh, having these experiences seem quite universal, and some of those those people, even though. You know, maybe they know people in their religions who don't think that this is possible or that it's right or something. I don't know, but many of them have felt that it has strengthened their belief and their faith in their own teaching, whatever that teaching is, because it shows them the power of spirit, and I think it also shows how benign spirit is. That whatever you name you want to give god or spirit or the universe i mean there are many ways that people titles names Mm -hmm. that people give to these it is a good force that wishes us to be comforted and that's the the first the it's not the only thing that these experiences do of having contact with our deceased beloveds but it is the first thing that it comforts and reassures us and i think that's the, the quality that would come from a, a, a benign creative force.
1: Mm. I love, and I'm listening to the love that comes through when you talk about that. It is, it's a divine comfort. Yes. I mean, it is just comforting. And, uh, you know, audience, just literally, if you can just find that time in your body and that sense of just release and relief and comfort, it's such a healing it is such a beautiful transformational healing. And I, I I speak that, number one, from my own experience, but for me personally, but also, too, when I'm sitting in front of other, you know, people and I'm giving them a healing reading. And it could come so quick and so short, but it was one of the number one things that they needed to hear. Or it could take me a whole hour to get this message across. Number one thing here, guys, is the comfort, the the. The joy the love, the release and the healing that comes from this type of uh, engagement Yeah absolutely yeah I totally I totally agree. And I and I and I wanted to talk about the religion aspect of it. I know we're stepping on a bit of eggshells here, but I and I've got people from all backs, all different kinds. I've got Pentecostals, I've got Catholics, I've got Christians, I've got atheists, I've got purple, green, gay, white. It doesn't matter to me, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> um it really doesn't, but when the religious conversation comes up, and I know this to be true from my old story when I was younger that you don't you don't talk to people that crossed over because they're dead they're dead and that could be what people the representation of the devil and i just truly 100 percent disagree with that because everything that i have experienced or have allowed is all divine everything is divine love it's all a pure comfort do you have anything that you'd like to add to that
2: well first of all i totally agree i i don't I don't understand. I I would actually be interested if someone would have a conversation with me about why they would believe that there would be something evil or devilish about these experiences, because I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I've only seen good come from it, and I've only seen comfort and love. I mean, even people who are uh, unloving before death, often become very, very loving mm-hmm. after death. Mm-hmm. When I've talked to several people, both men and women, who have had very, very troubled relationships, uh, specifically with fathers, these ones that I've remembered, where they, the fathers were either just cold and indifferent, or they were even abusive, uh, some addiction issues. And these people were able to completely heal all the troubles that were within that relationship when the person was alive because of the transformation that has occurred after death when they didn't have their body i can't see that that, that there can be anything wrong with having that kind of contact or
1: anything evil about it it is it, it is a only good i agree with you i think that's the humanness of us and the media and, and the media <laughs> yeah the media's well and That's what you put in your head. You see the 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 ghoulies and the all of the stuff that Hollywood has personified and the media has personified to say this is what the devil looks like. This is what fear looks like, should look like, should feel like, should taste like. And then when we find something like this, that's so divine and beautiful, our fear comes up because we don't understand it. But that fear has been manufactured of visions in our head from media and somebody else. Yes. Yes,
2: and I think I'd like to say something about that fear, too. Please do. Because I did include a chapter. I didn't intend to. I didn't want to go into any of this dark stuff, the scary stuff,
1: because the media does a more than adequate job with that. You know, <laughs> And <laughs> but, it's media. It's, guys, it's make up. It's somebody else's, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's a story. It's, somebody, it's, it's a fiction. Yeah, it's completely, yeah. And it's designed to frighten us. Yeah. But I did end up
2: including a chapter called Is there a shadow side? Because it would come up here and there where people, it wasn't so much the devil idea as just plain fear. And what I discovered was quite interesting because I found a pattern where certain people, and myself included with one or two experiences, uh, were able to, had something happen that felt for one reason or another scary, and they just said no. Yep. Just like Nancy Reagan's old thing. They said, no, you can't haunt me. You can't do this. Yep. I don't want this. We have power. We
1: have will. That's our
2: human right. Exactly. Yep. And that will can be used if something doesn't feel right. I think I should explain. Uh, can I tell you the, the one story uh, that happened with
1: Randy? Absolutely. Please do. And and then when we're done with that, I've got to remember I've got a good um, saying. If because when that fear comes up, I was taught that too. So, And this is what I've taught my girls. So I'll, I'll just preface it by, and then you can finish with your story with Randy. Okay. If you have that fear and that comes up, all you have to say is, if you're not here for my highest good, you need to leave. That's good. Done. Yeah. Done. Very clear. Very clear. Yeah. One
2: woman simply said, you can't haunt me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he didn't. You know? Yeah. But my experience was, I was sitting and watching a movie. This was some months after Randy's death, Uh, watching a DVD, having a perfectly good time, engaged by it. And suddenly I felt like I was getting very, very sick. Uh, My stomach was upset. My head hurt. I I just felt awful, like I was really coming down with a bad flu. And uh, I, I, I lost the thread of what was happening in the movie, and I just kind of sat there till it was over. It was nearly the end and immediately got up and got in the bed because I couldn't do anything. I don't think I even brushed my teeth. And I laid down. And as soon as I laid down, I knew that Randy was with me and that, and I could feel that something was wrong. She was all full of anxiety. And it was just this anxious, disturbing feeling. And she started, I said, what's going on? And she said, Well, something, it was very blurry, what she was saying, but it was basically the idea that she was being shown something about her life that she wasn't happy with, Mm. and uh, she was asking for my help. And I said, no, I said, you have beings where you are who can help you a lot better than I can. (laughs) This is not my job. And so I sent her back, this beloved daughter of mine. I sent back and instantly instantly all my symptoms went away wow it was just my body felt normal and healthy and relaxed and totally fine yes i said that is strange so i went to sleep and i had a dream and in the dream i was lying down you know i, I think in a bed anyway i was lying down and i had my arms around a woman and she had her arms around me and we were just lying holding one another and Anyway, I woke up in the morning, wrote that dream down, and then Randy came, and she seemed totally fine, not her usual self. And I said, are you okay? And she said, yeah, I am. And I said, "Uh, is there anything I can do for you now? Since there was no trouble, you know, (laughs) I thought I could ask that. And she said, yes, you could hold me. She came into my arms. It's the only time I felt her as is. Form in a certain way. I, mm-hmm. it, it was. I can't. I can't describe it. It felt like she was lying in my arms, and we laid there and we talked oh. about what she had been talking about the last night, which I had not been real clear about. But it was some. She was. She didn't give me specifics, but she was disturbed about some of the aspects of her parenting. She has a daughter, and so. I began to talk about some of the things that I wasn't so happy about, about how I had parented my two daughters. And it was like two equal adults having a discussion about some of our regrets in life. And it was very, very beautiful. But Mm. what I have always wondered was what would have happened if I hadn't sent her away, if I had accepted that very troubling feeling. So it taught me a lot
1: about my own power. No, doesn't feel good. Go away. <laughs> you know? I love that. I love that. And that was her experience and her fear and whatever her soul's path that she was. And audience, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about spirit. Um, we are talking about Annie's daughter, Randy, and having this conversation um, through the spirit form through the veil. And I think that was in, in my most humble. my experience and education and listening to you it's uh, and we were talking about fear from the beginning right because we humans have fear and that's the fear that comes up when you don't see here there's something in front of you you don't understand Mm -hmm. you instantly there's that fear going "Uh, I don't Uh know the unknown uh, unknown," right (laughs) and that's what we're talking about here with spirit as well that is the unknown and Annie and I were trying to figure out language to describe the energetic divine energies that we experience, but it's, it's, man, it's so hard to have such an articulated conversation because it's, um, not form. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not something that we can talk about or have language around. Um, beautiful. I love the fact that then she was able to go to her soul's path Create that experience, have that experience, and then come back to you. And then the dream that you had, right? Oh my heavens! It was
2: so so beautiful
1: to oh. ha- have that experience, uh, the dream,
2: and then reenact the dream. Yes, <laughs> you know? and can
1: and you were conscious or aware enough, um, aware and not fearful and trusting in the in your faith and divine in your daughter, and you were able. And this is a really this is. Um, power tool here, guys. She was able to discern the difference between the two. She was right. able to discern that this was anxious, this was fearful. I don't like this feeling. This is calm, loving. Will you hold me? Mm-hmm. Let's have a conversation, mom. There's yeah. two completely separate things. Now, when we talk about the fear, as Annie and I were were trying to articulate here. And, and before her beautiful story with her daughter, Randy, came up, we were talking about how fear, when you bring in fear is the human. You have all of this media that's packed in your head of what fear, the devil, all of that stuff is going to look like and come up for you. That is not at all what we experience. No, That is all. somebody uh-huh. else's explanation of what that stuff looks like. It's just simply not true. It is absolute, divine, beautiful guidance. Now, if you feel uncomfortable, like Annie was talking about, and you feel there is an anxious feeling, you can. You have free will. You say, no, I don't know, not right now. Or if you are not here for my highest good, you need to leave. Mm-hmm. And I've taught my children that for years.
2: That's very, that's very beautiful is that you taught yeah. your children that. Oh, gosh, because yes. They should, they should know. We should know. It doesn't feel good,
1: go away. Yeah. Yeah. And that should be in human form too. Yes. If it does not (laughs) feel good, go away. (laughs) (laughs) I've got three teenage daughters. So, yes. Uh, Yes. 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 They need to know that. (laughs) Yes, they do. Okay, Miss Annie, we are talking, audience, we're talking to Annie Mattingly and her latest book, The Death, the, excuse me, The After Death Chronicles, True Stories of Comfort, Guidance, and Wisdom from Beyond the Veil um christian northrup she's got some amazing testimonials here of people that have read her book and they are you go through and you hear explanations you hear examples you hear testimonials you hear true life experiences of people that have had this experience with people that have crossed over and why is this important for you audience because you are creating that um, experience within your own self so you won't be fearful if something like this comes up and if you are look me up and i can certainly help or listen to my radio show because that will also give you some help and guidance and of course pick up annie's book the after death chronicles to get more examples and um, experiences again that's where you gain your education and your wisdom to make you not as fearful so can we talk about purpose Yes, absolutely. All right. I'm going to let you lead with that one, Miss Annie. I mean, the, the
2: the most obvious and the first one, the one that hits us right away when we have contact with the deceased beloved is, is comfort and reassurance. Yep. Hearing that I'm okay or just simply knowing that this person is okay is a, a blessing. hmm Then sometimes there's wisdom. There's guidance. When someone is coming up to a, I just heard this story, it was just sent to me on my website, uh, a a woman's daughter was dead, and two months later she's coming up to a green light, and her daughter's voice says to her, bring the car to a stop. So at the green light she stops, and a big truck runs the red light. Uh. (laughs) I hear stories like this. There are others.
1: Yes. So
2: sometimes they're simple. It might just say "slow down" when you're driving, but yep. this this was real specific. Like you're probably going <laughs> to die if you go through this green night. <laughs> yes. Know? Yes. And the daughter had died. I find this interesting too, and it gets into the area of the fear of, of the dead because the daughter had died in a car accident. Yet she's protecting her mother from a car accident. Mm. So they 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 want only the best for us. So that yes. there's that. And then there is the reduced fear of our own death. Mm. The death's hanging around here, and we see it all the time, and we hear about it on the news, and we have it, experiences in our own life. And the, always behind that is, what's going to happen when I die? Is yep. it going to be okay? You yep. know. And this helps us with that. Many people who have, and myself included, who have extensive experiences with this,
1: simply lose their fear of death uh it's like this is not going to be something bad you know i, w- I totally agree with that my, my i guess my heartache. it's not fear but my heartache. i guess there's a little bit of fear for those that i have left that don't quite understand oh. or choose not to I,
2: I that part i yes i i I want to make it as easy for the people I love as <laughs> yes, possible, yes. and I'm in no hurry. <laughs> no, no, me neither, not at all. It's not about being eager to, but it's it, when the time comes, it's going to be fine. Yep. And I simply know that because now I've had these extensive experiences, but even if you only have one experience, it helps with that even a single experience takes the edge off that fear. Mm. And I think that death is one of our biggest challenges as human beings. It hurts us so much. We suffer so much when others die and we fear our own death. So there's a lot of help and support that comes from these experiences.
1: Oh, I, yes, you nailed it completely. And there's also there's so much healing we talked about this before the break there's so much healing and comfort in these messages mm-hmm. and i you know annie i alluded to it earlier because i i've I, i'm what's called an evidential medium so my training is i get the evidence from spirit so i know that i'm connected to the right person that's crossed over and, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like this game of charades that we're having um so why am I telling you this? Because there there's short and long um, explanations or experiences. there, And where we were talking about comfort and the purpose of why Annie wrote this book. It's because there's comfort, there's wisdom, there's guidance. You know, of course, the voice of the mom, uh, the daughter that had crossed over said, stop, make a complete stop. So audience, what we're saying is listen to that voice. Mm-hmm. Don't disregard it. Just, not, And this voice is a very calm, and this is where the discernment comes in, guys. This is a very calm, loving voice.
2: Yes.
1: Um, it's not this frantic, panicky one. You know, we gave you again where Annie was discerning between her daughter's fear and anxiety and her daughter's love and comfort. And, and I, that was, re- and I don't know about you, Annie, but that discernment was so important to me. And oh, it still yeah. is on a daily basis. I have mm-hmm. to discern. Well, I, I may be going on to an energy healing and I, I feel very nauseated and sick. Well, I have to discern. Well, I'm fine. I must be picking up on a different energy mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. like what you experienced with um, Annie. It, it is. It's it exactly is. it. And I didn't know it at the time. You yeah. Know, af- but I assume that if that happened again, I
2: would recognize it. Yes. Know, because yes. it was so
1: strong. And know? it was so strong. And so in those moments, audience, please d- don't go into that fear. Have that faith something when that kind of stuff happens to me the language that i use to keep myself calm and not in fear is i simply choose love and trust and i say i'm choosing love and trust and then the language if you're not here for my highest good you need to leave Mm -hmm. because you have free will everybody's got free will yeah and you have yep and you have the tools to be able to take care of that on your own Um, Annie before we head out um, I'd like to remind everybody how they can get a hold of your beautiful little book and I I really recommend this guys this is going to give you a really great comforting bird's eye view of what what it looks like feels like from you know people of all walks of life all backgrounds religions, shapes colors it doesn't matter and it's going to give you the education and the wisdom that you need to have a better understanding of the divine experiences from the After Death Chronicles with Annie Mattingly, True Stories of Comfort, Guidance, and Wisdom from Beyond the Veil. Her website is www. Annie. I'm going to spell her name A N N I E M A T T I N G L E Y dot com for those that want to go and pick up her book. Please do and find her. Annie, will you tell them where, where they can get a hold of you on Facebook and give you their experiences as well?
2: Yes, I'm at Annie Mattingly. Uh- Author Annie Annie Mattingly, author, and uh, you you can also tell me your experiences through my website. Oh, perfect. Uh, there's a perfect uh, a, a place just exactly for that, and you can get the book through through the website. There are the links to Barnes and Noble, Amazon, uh, Indiebound, and it's in lots of Barnes and Noble stores as well. And you're uh, on the West Coast, so it's in Powell's. in portland too yeah i know somebody who got it there
1: so (laughs) yeah and we as authors want to hear from you we and take pictures say you're picking up the book please reach out to us and give us your experience because we we really really like this we like hearing from you correct oh yes we do yes yes we do especially (laughs) with circumstances like this
2: yes yes Uh, it touches my heart constantly The stories
1: that I hear. Oh good. Well, blessings to you. I hope this um year and many more years forward with you and Randy and your grandbabies and everything brings you (laughs) as much comfort and joy as this book will for thousands of people. And what a great lineage to leave your grandchildren too. Yes, I think so. I think so too. All right. So before we Annie, thank you so much. And so you are
2: very, very welcome. I've enjoyed this tremendously.
1: Oh, thank you. Okay, hold tight for just a minute. I've got something I want to do before we end the hour. Uh, It's Thanksgiving weekend, and I want to remind all of you from the beautiful uh, Living Brave, we're talking uh, Brene Brown, and it's 10 guideposts for wholehearted living. And you guys have heard me talk about Brene, but I'm going to just talk about and remind you guys about cultivating authenticity, letting go of what people think, cultivating self-compassion, letting go of perfectionism, cultivating a resilient spirit, letting go of numbing. Cultivating gratitude and joy, letting go of scarcity and fear. Cultivating intuition and faith, letting go of the need for certainty. Exactly what we were talking about this whole hour. Creating or cultivating creativity, letting go of comparison. Cultivating play, letting go of productivity and self worth. Cultivating calm and stillness, letting go of that anxiety. Cultivating meaningful work, letting go of supposed or letting go of supposed to. Um, mentality. And number 10, cultivating laughter, song, and dance. Letting go of cool and being in control. I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world.
0: If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely, and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at suelunquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at suelundquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.